ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, 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 people, how's it going? Hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. Crazy times, crazy, crazy times. Is this, are we living in the, are, are we living at the end of the world now? Are we, as the end of the world near? <laughs> Who fucking knows? But anyway, absolutely wild times. People are going crazy, buying out all the supplies in the shops. Really is, uh, really is interesting to see human psychology and how we, how us as a civilization are reacting to things like this really is wild times everyone's buying up toilet roll problem is i think and especially in the uk and obviously i know around the world this is the same scenario but i think we just have too many serial masturbators too many people love to masturbate so they had to get the supplies in for sure <laughs> but it's absolutely wild what is that thing with the toilet roll i just don't get it it really does highlight um the the hilariousness of of society and how society reacts reacts to crisis the first thing they grab is toilet roll and microwave pizzas <laughs> absolutely wild to say the least but anyway the world as you know has been put on cancel everything has been stopped we've got two weeks break thank fuck <laughs> nice chill out nice break put put your feet up have a cup of tea chill out but on a serious note i think it's Obviously, there is there is obviously general concerns around whether this is something that's real or not. There is a lot of skepticism within within society. I think a lot more people now are more open minded and more people are thinking outside of the box and understand that we can't can't just trust the media, and the media doesn't always have our best interests at heart. So a lot more people now are are more are asking more questions. I've come across, I haven't come across anyone who is. Um, Anyone who has the same opinion on this, everyone has different point points of view and perspective. I think it's a, I think it's quite a positive thing that it shows that a lot more people are not just buying the narrative of what the media is pushing. Because you've got to remember that the media will always they will always go where the gold is. They will always just push and push where they feel that they can sell more papers and they can get more attraction and more, have more views on their on their videos and on their on their news channel and things like that so they always go where the attention where the attention goes so i think more people now are really are waking up more, a lot of people have different perspectives there's many conspiracies around this um some interesting conspiracies as well the really a lot of them do make add up and make sense and definitely could be a possibility but besides that i really do feel that is this is to take a, try and take a positive out of this thing i definitely think this really could be a positive thing. I think that we are, as, as a civilization, I, I feel it could be a reset for, for who we are. And it really is, in general, just a great opportunity to sort of reset. I really do feel that um, it really has give, give the whole society and whole population a huge dose 
of realizing that the things that we concentrate on, concentrate on our daily lives, the things that we put our attention into, where our con- consciousness goes, is completely bullshit in our daily lives. It really is. When something like this comes along, it really highlights the the the, f- the fragileness of of society. I think at times we believe that our human existences are so solid, they're so comfort comfort comfortable. Nothing's going to change our technology was so high might and everything and then something like this comes along and it really does to me it highlights and shows the fragileness of society i think at times we really do forget that we are a part of a universe we're living on a planet um, i think we drive to work and our sort of our little boxes our cars um, we, we go and sit in another box we go to the shop in a conditioned supermarket and stuff and we just like to think that we we like we always forget that we're part of a universe, and we think that walking through Costco is just it. This is this is reality. This is so solid. This is this is what it is. Everything is going to be fine and dandy. Nothing can affect us. But it really does highlight our fragile nature, and that for fuck's sake, we're on a planet. These things have happened for thousands of years. Supposedly, this is what a, 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 a natural disaster wiped, wiped out the dinosaurs. And then we have other natural disasters that throughout history have been recorded, things that have sort of come around the corner. And it really does just highlight our how much as a civilization we have lost touch with with that element of life of how the, how things can happen on the planet. I think that the, our modern day lives with technology, we could become so engrossed in in sort of what's in front of us instead of what's around us. We don't even people don't we don't even have the ability to go outside and look at the stars now. It doesn't give us that perspective of the wider perspective of, of we are actually on a planet. So I think it it is a good way to, to sort of highlight and remind us that maybe we have give our power away. Maybe as a civilization, as you know, we've we just expect we just expect the shelves to be stocked full of food. Now people are going to the shelves and the sh- and some of the stuff's not there. We just expect that we can press a button on Amazon and things can come to our door. We really have lost touch with what it is to be human on this planet. We really have. I mean, the same people who are obviously rushing around and panicking, rushing around the shops and panicking and stuff. I mean, the hunter-gatherers of the world are laughing at us now. They really are. The people who, the preppers are laughing at us. Um... The people who are who 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 still live more sustainable lives around the planet. I mean, the the, the hunter gatherers in the Amazon and places around around South America and stuff. They aren't they aren't rushing to Costco now. They aren't panicking, panic buying. They aren't buying toilet roll. They're chilling. They are absolutely chilling. They're probably chilling around the campfire now, having a few naps and stuff, while all of, all of us crazy Westerners are running around like absolute maniacs. It's absolutely hilarious. But we have really given our power away. I mean, we don't grow food anymore we don't we don't have sustainable measures where if the electricity goes off and stuff like that you look around the world now they're talking about banning um banning collecting rainwater and many other st- certain systems we are becoming we really are becoming detached from what it actually is to be to be human we're becoming very devoid of that and i really do feel that we do have to question as a civilization what do we feel is the price of progress Yes, we can have all these amazing things and all this technology, which is great. I'm doing this podcast now, on a, obviously with cameras and stuff. But what is that the price of? What is what do we have to give away to sort of get to where we want, where we feel that and think that we have to go? 
it's clear to see that the balance the balance on the planet is not quite right we we are not not we are not putting our when we, we we're putting too much attention in places that i feel that are maybe are, are, are putting the planet out of balance we don't even walk outside and put our bare feet on the ground anymore like i said we really have just become disconnected with with the the basic fundamental um basic fundamental characteristics of what it takes to be human on a planet i really do feel that and i think we give it i just feel that we give our power away and i think that this what this does is really highlights that that we that maybe we have to get we maybe we have to get back more in touch with that and i was re i was reading a couple of weeks ago as well how um dolphins on the planet were actually being affected like this dolphins have sonar and their sonar was being affected by technology and stuff and uh, 4g and 5g and stuff was it was affecting the dolphins and dolphins were washing up on the beach and things I do feel just using that metaphor. I do feel that that's our our own human sonars have been affected, and um, just like them dolphins were being affected and being washed up on the shore, I feel like our consciousnesses are being washed up on the shore by we like our own sonars have been are being affected and being fucked up. Um, our sonars to be to to remember that we need to be connected to the earth um there, there is our 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 innate understanding that we are fundamentally a part of, of a larger intelligence we are part of it nature has an it has it an intelligence and we are a part of that it really our sonar our sonar and our consciousness on that has been affected by the monday world and the technology and the things that we are engrossed in that's clear to see and our connection with the earth is is definitely not what it used to be and I do feel that we need to restore a bit of that balance. And I really do feel that it is highlighting that we we need to create more of a community aspect. I feel that um, I mean, it, it, like I said, people, it's people we're, we're they're telling people to go on lockdown and stay in the house and stuff. But there is a huge element I think of people trying to trying to come together and help other people and become a part of the community. Community. I think that's as a civilization, that's one of the biggest things that we don't have. We have lost our sense and our touch with community. I feel that a lot of people know that in their heart. There's many studies being done about how our general general wellness and ha- and happiness and health comes from community. And um, as a civilization, we have we've really lost touch with that. We don't live in large communities now. We all live segregated lives. Like I say, we drive down the road in our cars. We don't we don't integrate with much as people. We go to work. We sit in boxes, and we come back and we sit in our other boxes. And there is a sense of community. We don't speak to our neighbours anymore. We obviously we don't even sometimes we don't even associate hang out with our friends anymore. So there is this weird dilemma where we have lost touch with community, and I feel that it is highlighting that that community is a is a very fundamental and uh, important aspect of 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 life. I mean, we need to help one another in this, especially in this situation. It's now it's high. I've seen situations where people are are giving food to their neighbours and things like that, and that's really it's a really positive thing. But it really shows that the vulnerability of the individual and as a collective, how you can be a lot more stronger. So I do feel it might it might push forward some more community aspects and make us realise that 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 maybe we do need to sort of um, speak to our neighbours from time to time. Maybe we need to hang out with our friends more. I mean, even for example, through my own friends as well. I mean, it's it's over the last couple of weeks we've been sort of just we've been talking about these topics and what's going on around the world and the situation. And in a weird way, that's even brought us together. We've been discussing our own conspiracies and theories around it, and that 
and that has brought us together and it's made us think about the the wider understanding of what things that we maybe need to do in our own lives and maybe that's what it can do it can help us assess certain aspects of our lives that we need to improve on and where we can how how we can maybe take a bit more of our power back in our in our general lives whatever that may be and obviously if this is a real virus obviously i'm concerned for people we don't want people dying and stuff but there is obviously a lot of conspiracies around it and i have my skeptical doubts around what is really going on there is obviously a lot of theories talking about how actually question how bad this virus is. Is this virus really bad? And, and these are things that I know that you're just questioning. And I'm just questioning as a general, uh, from, from through a ge- have, with having a general open mind and being a, a human being living on the planet. This is what we do. We question, we question things that's going on. And I really do that. I really do feel that by actively actually thinking. I really do feel that it um, allows you to live in less fear and be less and less um, and less scared of what's going on. Because I feel that once you do start, once you do start questioning certain things, and you you sort of look at the bigger picture and sort of try and figure out the pieces and what's going on, it really does allow you to sort of instead of just be absorbed in all the fear and all the worry, it allows you to think of the bigger picture and realize, and it allows you to realize, like I said, the fragile nature of reality. It allows you to realize that if you look back in history, this has always happened. But on a, on a general sense as well, it also makes you look at the wider perspective and look and, and ask questions. What is what is the bigger picture here? What is really going on? There's a there is a really is a lot of interesting things that we can learn from this. So so by so I don't I definitely don't think the solution is to live in fear. I think the solution is is you do have to you have to embrace the situation. I think as a civilization, I mentioned this in the last podcast, but that we need to sort of get used to uncertainty. Like I said, we're living on a planet, so it is good to have an open mind and keep keep an open mind and keep looking at all the different conspiracies don't just dismiss these new conspiracies that are coming up and theories around it keep an eye on the chessboard as i like to say and see how the pieces are moving so that you can be prepared mentally physically and spiritually for 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 what is what may happen in the in the up and coming weeks with this thing we don't know no one knows what is really going on we as we know as a civilization we are fed a lot of information through a tiny straw the media is the vessel for that we know that they have been bought out and they're controlled so like i said keep open mind and and um keep have a have a keep open mind but also be skeptical as well of what you're being fed and what's going on around you and i really do feel that the only people who are scared in the world at the minute are the ones who haven't done haven't been doing the research and haven't been doing the work on themselves they're the ones who are rushing around and buying all the shit from from everywhere. They're the ones who haven't been haven't been prepped for this for a long time and understand that we are living on a planet. So, like I said, I think I think that knowledge knowledge does knowledge when you when you are knowledgeable, you do create fear around people. People are scared of knowledge. People like to just um, hide away from deep, deeper understandings. But like I said, it is the, I'm 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 not living in fear. I mean. Uh, to be honest with you, I think I do think it's a. I think it could be a positive thing. I know there's serious could be serious consequences of certain things, but I do feel that there, there could be a positive spin from this. I really do. But from a conspiracy conspiracy perspective, just to touch on a few of them, I know there's many different ones, but just to just to briefly touch over them, the questions obviously I'm asking myself. There's many different things out there, but could it be? For, could this be a, like an economical war? We know that there is. There's many different competing companies out there around the world. We know as well that. The U.S. and China agreed a trade agreement not not long ago about sort of which which was put in place to sort of try and 
put in and measures to stop China from doing certain things in terms of um, devaluing their currency so that they so they could so that they could become the superpower in the world that that sends sends um, products across the world. So there's many different things like that going on, and that was obviously agreed in January. And I don't think the Chinese like that. So it, there's a theory that the Chinese created this in their country. They knew that they could contain it, and they knew eventually that this would spread to the Western world. The Western world stocks would deplete, which has definitely happened, as you can see. The evidence is there. the The Chinese stocks are Chinese supposedly now said that they have stopped the virus and. Now their stocks have gone up and the Western world is about to go on two weeks hold for where the stocks are going to come down. So that's very interesting as well. There's also the, the, the question of is this is what is this what nature does? Because if you look if we look around now, which is very interesting, it seems to be that there is a little bit of balance being restored back on the planet, planet from nature. And we know that nature is intelligence. Nature does have a, a nature does have an intelligence. Many people have, have spoke about that and wrote books on that. And who knows what if the planet is sort of um, this is a reaction from na from nature the things that we've been doing on the planet we've been fucking it up for so long now that the planet has decided to put something out organically or put something out um, naturally to sort of to affect humans I'm not saying that's the thing but it, it's clear to see that the planet is restoring itself now I mean there was a study that came out a couple of days ago talking about how. Because all flights in Italy have been stopped, the ozone, ozone, ozone layer now is starting to heal itself. Even in Italy, the canals and stuff are starting to turn more, the waters go more clear. Animal life and dolphins are starting to come closer back to the back to shore now. Animals are coming onto land. So it's really interesting. There it does seem to be there is a sort of a, a natural balance that is being restored. And who knows, is this a reaction from nature? It's just something that I'm questioning anyway. Also, as well, there's another theory as well that... Um, that this could have been manufactured in a sort of a in sort of a lab. There is a there was a study by Nature that was put out a few weeks ago talking about how viruses, how they, how they have been sort of um, testing certain viruses on animals and things. And I mean, who knows? I mean, when you start playing with nature, you you really you really don't know what you're playing with. And general human beings can make mistakes. I mean, even in these articles, they write things like scientists have done this, scientists have done that. They use the word like scientist to like say that they they are the high and mighty and that's and we should believe every single word they say and what they're doing is right and correct. But they are just human beings like us. Mistakes can happen. So who knows? One day, little Johnny said, come over to our lab. We've got this new virus that we're working on, coronavirus, and we're going to test it in a few animals. Johnny walks along with the beacons, the Bunsen beacons, and then... Um, <laughs> he spills the the chemicals on the floor, and who knows the world gets infected. These things have ha certainly happened before. Who knows that could be definitely a possibility. Also, as well, another theory that's going out there, and something that I've questioned. You've got to ask the question: If this isn't as worse as it is, why is it all this sort of? Because if you look in terms of um, around the world, in terms of the the stats. Flu, the flu virus kills twenty million people every single year. Obviously, this virus, the coronavirus, is nowhere near that. Diabetes kills, I think in America last year, killed 800,000 people alone. Cancer kills um, millions of people worldwide. And obviously, there's not a global pandemic around them. So the question, obviously, you've got to raise the question, if it, if it isn't as bad as it is, what is the agenda behind it? And there's obviously theories that, that a mandatory vaccination may be put, put in place later on down the line, and who knows what that'll be. We know that vaccinations in the past have gone wrong and haven't been right for us. Um also, there's theories as well that um, that that through the vaccination they want to nano chip us. <laughs> who bloody, who bloody knows at times we don't know what what is going on in this thing. 
There's also a guy as well, I made, an, I made a note of this as well, called, I think he's called Andrew Russell, I think that's how you pronounce his name, but this was a guy who did a famous talk on YouTube, I would definitely recommend checking it out, and he did a famous talk where he spoke about how he predicted that, that something would happen in the future where they would actually um, have to create some a form of mandatory vaccination and what they would do would be put a nano nanotechnology chip in that which they could chip us and do whatever they want to us. I don't know if that's right but that's just a theory out there anyway. It's really wild to think about all the stuff that could be going on and it's also clear to see that there is a lot of fear around this and it's and when fear is spread around the public I mean it's really deep into the consciousness I mean it's in my consciousness I'm doing a podcast about this but everywhere we turn in our daily life it's it's there right in front of us. And what that does, it really does pull you into, well, it can pull you into a lower lower sense of frequency in yourself. And you do start worrying uh, worrying about what's going on. But what can what can happen on a general sense, on a general, on a global scale when that can happen? When people are in fear, it, it's clear to see that people are a lot more susceptible to changes. And, I mean, if new legislation or new public... Um, public opinion needs to be pushed in place and new laws need to come forward like a mandatory vaccination or whatever it is i mean it would be a lot more easier to do that it would be a lot more public the public's perception would be a lot more deceptible especially when there is a force and and people are in fear people are in fear and feel that threat things think new legislations can be pushed forward and we know that this has been done in the past many many times throughout history things have been events have been created for propaganda to push new agendas so who knows that could be one of them that's a lot of theories out there these are not just the theories come from they've come from me these are things that i've looked into and i just wanted to touch on them to make you aware of them but the main thing i did want to touch on with this and i wanted to try and make a make positive out this out of this this is not just this is not a long one i just want to slightly touch on them touch on this conversation but it's clear to say that the underlying imbalance of life it it, it it is out of balance um i do feel that where we distribute our attention is not right in the right place and i really do feel that this this whole thing has highlighted that maybe as a civilization we are too much out of balance we are too much out of sync we've lost touch with what it really means to be human we don't have the basic fundamental survival skills anymore we don't grow our own foods like i said before the energy grid goes off we we don't have energy really have lost touch with what it means to to be living on a planet and forget that we are living on a on a bloody on a, a big ball that's supposedly spinning through space and also as well could this be the question is could this be the end of globalization as we know it is the economy going to be affected by this it surely is is there going to be drastic changes in the world look by looks of it it, it could it really could head that way but we all know that we all know the fragile nature of, of the economy anyway. We know that it's it really is not real. It's built upon false pretensions and beliefs. I mean, we only money is only valued because as us as human beings, we value paper. At one time it was gold, now we value paper. Um, we know that that whole system's fucked up. Like when they say things like that the world is 100 million trillion pounds in debt. I mean, who's who, who, who are we in debt to? It's hilarious. But we do definitely do know that there's there's not something right. I mean, could like I said, could this be the shift and the change of something on from an economical level? Also, as well, is this the manifestation? What is going on here? Is it the manifestation of a global consciousness that more people are waking up and realize that something needs to come forward and change? Who 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 bloody knows? But something we are living in an interesting time now to live through this and see the reaction and see how we come out the other end of this. Is this just a reminder and a test for maybe that our fragile nature is fragile? 
and something bigger might come along um, that might distribute civilize, uh, disrupt civilization even more than it already is now. I mean, we all don't know where this is going to lead to. It's clear to see that we're just still at this, just the start of this thing. We're just about to, everyone's, I know some places in the world are on lockdown. In the UK, I think we're just about to go on lockdown. So who who knows what is going to be the repercussions of all this that's going on. But I do want to, I do want to bring some positives from this because I wanted to just ask the question, I mean, what are we going to do from this? Are you just going to be all negative? Are you going to be doom and gloom? Or are you going to use this as an opportunity to actually maybe become enlightened and around your own life and not just become a zombie and... Um, walk around with your blinkers down it really is an opportunity to sort of reassess our daily lives reassess some things that we need to work on give us some times i mean even the two week break i mean i mean it's just two two week break is i think it's something that is a civilization that we we all we all bloody need we all need a two weeks just to re reset and and sort of play with our kids play with our family even just sort of do some meditation do some mindfulness exercise your body two weeks to just sort of to chill the hell out because i mean this the world's so fast-paced i really think a reset is is not just good for the planet it's good for our own our own health and it really is just such a good good way to get out of our normal routines and just chill the hell out so anyway that's all i'm going to say on the topic anyway i know it was a really short one i just wanted to bring a bit of different perspective that, that you may have not heard i've heard a lot of people talking obviously about this topic and i've t heard more people talking about the conspiracy side of things and the negative side of things i know i spoke about a bit of the conspiracy side of things there but i really just wanted to highlight the the sort of the deeper understanding of maybe this is a time for reset on the planet i really do feel that I really feel that it is a time where we can maybe reevaluate our, our ourselves around our communities, reevaluate ourselves around how we sustain ourselves on the planet, reevaluate how we treat others others around us, how we reevaluate our deeper connection and our basic fundamental understanding that we are a part, we are actually living on a planet. So there's a lot of positives from this, guys. Anyway, it's all, it's not all doom and gloom. We're going to all see how this thing plays out in the next up and coming up and coming weeks in the up and coming episodes the i think next week i'll be i'll put out a normal podcast but obviously as you know the world is turned upside down there's a lot of craziness going on we're going to see how this plays out in the next couple of few weeks anyway so we're all in this together keep an open mind guys and keep seeking as always peace out but boom thanks so much for checking out the podcast guys and just to play this conversation out, as I always do, this is an amazing talk by the late, great Terence McKenna. It's a timeless talk. It was one, it was a while ago now. But this was this was a man who was well ahead of his time. And I just feel that it's a great fit for this little talk that I've done about this week's big topic. So anyway, we'll see how this ship, how this whole storm plays out. Keep seeking wherever you are in the world. I love you all. Peace out. What we have to do is stop looking for leadership from the top because the least among us make their way into those positions of power. I mean, you can see that now. Those guys are not fit to throw guts down to a bear, any of them. And so 
uh, you know, what we have to do is knock off this uh, fantasy of being citizens inside a democratic state. I mean, what we are are the propagandized masses inside a fascist dictatorship. And what people have to do is begin to form affinity groups, get their own ship together, get their own goals uh, defined, and then move out into it and do it. It's not going to come from, uh, you know, the policy council of the Republican or Democratic Party. That's just silly to think that. And we, even us in this room, the thing that was so great about the 60s and that is so frustrating about the 90s is people do not get pissed off. I mean, you know, I can, I can tell you this and you can nod in agreement but, you know, at some point, the thing becomes so odious, so clearly intellectually bankrupt, so clearly toxic to any kind of human values that any of us can relate to, that you just have to uh, put yourself on the line. And I don't know when that moment will come. It's not for me to say. I guess a switch will be turned in the unconscious. But there's enough evidence of outrage and, and uh, uh, muddle-headedness and outright evil around that sooner or later we're going to have to confront it. Otherwise, you know, this is a sinking submarine. And, and uh, there is no way out unless people who really understand uh, the gravity of the situation and the stakes... Uh, make their voices heard. If we leave it up to the institutions that have been put in place over the last 500 years, these are anti-human institutions. These institutions hate the human race, hate ordinary people. And uh, until we wake up to this, we're going to be their victims. We're the marks. Well, how do you like being a mark? You can just take so much of that and then you just finally have to stand up and say enough, you know? Well, you're right. Education is the key. And, uh, you know, what I... It's just my opinion on this, but uh, history is... To not know your history is to be amnesic. I mean, if you met a person who couldn't tell you where they were from 1970 to 80 you would define them as a fairly damaged person. But how many people do you meet who can tell you where Western civilization was between 900 and 1600? People don't know. So since they don't know, they can be fed any shit that is out there and they don't know, they have no idea. So the way to gain power is to reclaim a command of history. Well, it's not because we want to be obscurantists or we want to carry on conversations like Cambridge intellectuals. It's because we want to know what to do with the future. And the first thing you do with the future is you don't make the stupid mistakes that were made in the past. It, like this, this new age thing amazes me. I mean, there are people who call themselves spiritual thinkers who think that the spiritual quest began with Madame Blavatsky, for crying out loud. Well, I've got news for you. People have been over this ground again and again and again. It always amazes me that people will give their loyalty 
to a guru who is obviously, you know, a grab tailor and a tax skate and a jerk, and you say to them, well, you know, have you, have you read Plato? Or have you studied Nagarjuna? Do you know what Moses Maimonides has to say about this? Uh, and say, why do you follow this guy? He probably hasn't even read these people. Do you know that there have been some fairly bright uh, people around over the last six or seven thousand years? And, and yeah, they don't have a white limousine or they won't invite you up to their place uh, in the Hamptons or something, but they're good. And all you have to do is go to the public library and read this stuff. And people don't want that. They want flash. Uh, this very sincere people come to my workshops, and I realize that they want me to tell them this stuff. And because I guess this is better than sitting home on a Saturday afternoon and reading. But Plato said it a lot better than I'm saying it. And so did a lot of other people. The civilization is a vast storehouse of wisdom. But if you don't avail yourself of it, then you have to figure it out based on what's happened since Nixon or something. <laughs> and you're not going to get very far. You know, they trap you with that. The, I'm, I don't want to rave about this, but what I saw happen to my own university, I, I think that a conscious decision was made by the American establishment at the close of the 1960s. And what they said to themselves was, this idea of universal education and an educated citizenry, this we don't like. We see now the, what happens when you educate your citizens. They figure out the game, and they come to you with their plans for reform and how to make it better. So I was like among, at least at the University of California, I was among the last people to go through that university where the goal was to inform you about the nature of the, of the enterprise called Western civilization. And after that, what they got into was this uh, MBA data entry, uh, all this stuff. People, the, the universities became trade schools. And what they give you is video games. You know, they give you TV, video games, and they give you a skill. And you say, well, now you're a level three data enterer, uh, and you're gonna, we're going to give you $35,000 a year, and please shut up about it. That's it. You've been brought inside. But we're not interested in your opinions. We're giving you a life. We're giving you a trade. And we'll be giving you some orders downstream. And by God, you better snap too when the moment comes. This has nothing to do with democracy. This has this is fascism. Is what it is. Yeah, every, everything is commoditized. Everything is. Uh, they assume that you and and. You know, people these days want to be secure. I don't really understand that. It's great. You need a certain critical mass to give that up. It's great when you and all your friends agree that you don't care whether you starve or not because you're going to have so much fun doing it. 
but it's hard to reach that place by yourself because it's not very much fun. But you know, it, it, it's um, there is a problem in that we are manipulated and we are not empowered. And those who are empowered, it wouldn't be so bad if they had a plan. But their plan is, you know, another house, another Mercedes, a deeper swimming pool. This is no plan. Uh, and so it's up to the creativity of ordinary people. And the strongest weapon to support and augment the creativity of ordinary people is the psychedelic experience because it allows you to, to put information together in new and exciting ways. And this is to be then the basis of a new political order. It has to be. And if we don't react, then, um, you know, the mushroom said to me once, it said, uh, if you don't have a plan, you become part of somebody else's plan because there are only planners and planees, you know. So what do you want to do? You want to be part of somebody else's plan or get your own agenda together? Yeah. Very few of us were probably in the same place last night. But we're all here now. So that means that many pasts lead into this nexus of the present. And three weeks from now, we pro very few of us will be together. I mean, some who came as couples, if they're lucky, will still be together. But So there are many futures and there are many pasts. And the thing to do is to realize that you're not being borne along on the current of some kind of inevitable thing where you're embedded in it like a raisin in bread. You're able to steer you know, you're able to steer away from things that are bringing you down, and you're able to make alliances and relationships which, with things which support you. It's all about personal empowerment. And personal empowerment means deconditioning yourself from the values and the programs of the society, and putting your own values and programs in place. As long as you define yourself as a citizen, as long as you wait to be informed by NPR as to what the real nature of the world is, a uh, thing to shoot for is what I call uh, extra environmentalism. You know how people someday, sometimes say, I feel like a person from outer space? That doesn't sound like such a bad way to feel. That means that you see what's going down. You see the game that's being run, and you don't buy in. You know, they can't buy you with a Mercedes or uh, uh, business trips to Paris or something like that. You're smarter than that. It's, it's a kind of controlled alienation, you know, where you actually cultivate extra environmentalism. The great thing about an extra environmental is that you're at home everywhere. Every place is your home.